that's living a life on your own terms. That is success to me. It's not how much money you have. It's not how many friends. It's that you are living life on your own terms because when you are, all those things will be part of it. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our co-host today is Zeb Wellborn from the Defining Success Podcast. Hey, Zeb. Hey, Jared. Thanks so much for having me on the show. You know, I'm really excited. It's been a pleasure following you on social media channels, and I'm really glad that I got this opportunity to talk with Natalie, who I've also been following for a long time, too, and it's very cool to talk with the suitcase entrepreneur. Yeah, we're all excited because, as you said, we're going to get to speak with Natalie Sisson. Natalie is the suitcase entrepreneur. She's a gnome who has been based out of her suitcase for a few years now, running her six-figure online business from her laptop while traveling the world. Natalie is a number one best-selling author on a mission to create freedom in business and adventure in life for herself and 100,000 entrepreneurs by 2020. She's also speaking at the podcast movement this August 2014 in Dallas, Texas. Fellow Freedom Fighters, salute you. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I feel so special. (laughs) One of the questions we like to ask everybody on this show is, what is the best concert that you have ever been to? Great question. Oh, there's so many. I think it might have been one of the first I ever went to, which was Alanis Morissette, will you believe, back in Wellington, New Zealand, because she got her whole band to go naked near the last set, and it just shocked everybody in the audience, many of which were family. So I think for me, that was just like a really creative, <laughs> interesting, out there show, and I also loved her music at the time. Yeah, I would say that's ironic, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll into blank versus blank. We're going to give you a couple of options, and if you'd be willing to choose one, and maybe a short reason why, Zeb, will you kick us off? So Natalie, which is the more epic performance? The sights and sounds of the robot restaurant or listening to Thunderstruck performed on the cello? Look at you guys doing your research. I love it. I think the robot restaurant in Tokyo. It was nuts. I saw some of your images and videos from that and that looked different. Yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I'm kind of curious myself. It was told that it was kind of tacky and touristy, but until you've seen robots and sparkling lights and ceilings and floors that all light up in momentum and lots of girls wearing not a lot, singing lots of songs, it's just something you have to go and experience. The food is not great, but you're sitting so close to all these robots. Some of them are full size, and it's all within this tiny space that they create this 70-minute show. So highly recommend it. It was, it was like a sight for sore eyes, really. It was amazing. Natalie, the next blank versus blank, which do you recommend? Renting gym shoes for $2.10 versus a Sunday pickup game of Ultimate Frisbee? Obviously, a Sunday game of Ultimate Frisbee. Renting gym shoes was so stupid. Like, I had my gym shoes with me, but good lesson learned. Well, those are outdoor shoes, apparently. Exactly. All right, last blank versus blank. The Freedom Credit Card versus Chase Sapphire Preferred Card. Well, I've loved my Freedom Card for so long, but I'm super excited to hold the Chase, so I'm hoping it's going to work out for me as a great travel hacking card. All right, we'll roll in to finish this sentence. Go ahead, Zeb. All right, Natalie, I'm not even sure how to pronounce this, so maybe you can help me out with this, but my favorite thing about trying Amu rice is... Trying it, man. I've never tried Amu rice, which is like an omelet stuck on rice with a whole lot of ketchup, which is really bizarre. Um, but they seem to like ketchup in Japan. I think it was just the experience of trying it and the taste sensation that followed. Finish this sentence, Natalie. If your Mac Air battery and cord dies on you... I throw my hands up in the air going, why didn't you learn to for my Mac Air? I'm usually going to run around and ask somebody else for theirs if I'm at a coffee shop and just see if I can borrow it for a little minute. The key to successful crowdfunding your dream idea is to have an awesome story all about the story people have got to resonate with why you're doing what you're doing 
For me, Kickstarter's crowdfunding has to resonate with people and have a really compelling story. I can testify to that. We did some crowdfunding through Kickstarter for the podcast movement, and we were successful. (laughs) But we had a pretty decent story. And Natalie, we're humbled that you're going to be a part of that. So thank you. I'm super excited. We want to talk a little bit about, obviously, the suitcase entrepreneurs. We would love some background. What were you doing before you started the suitcase entrepreneur? I was hanging out in the corporate world for some strange, bizarre reason, honing my skills in marketing and brand management and business development for about eight years, actually, um, in New Zealand and also over in London, England. A variety of really interesting jobs across a ton of different industries and just working my way up the uh, the top management tier like I thought it was a good idea to do. Natalie, from there, you know, how did you come up with the suitcase entrepreneur and, and how did you end up becoming one? Very good question. I would love to say it was like a direct path, but it was really just, I decided that if I could run a business, then why couldn't I run it from anywhere? So after the good old corporate world, when I finally quit because I'd had enough, I just headed off to Vancouver, Canada, played some world championship ultimate frisbee and figured I'd just start a business, which was great in retrospect. Luckily, I met a business partner and we started a technology company, built a really cool Facebook app. And I had 18 months of just throwing myself in the deep end of what the heck does it take to be an entrepreneur? How do you build a company from scratch with no budget on a platform that is constantly shifting and morphing? It's like trying to build a house on quicksand. Amazing experience and trying to find investors and figure out financial models and freemium versus premium and testing and alpha and beta and all these good things. And that was when I started a blog at that time just to for a cathartic experience and to make sense of everything I was learning. And mm-hmm. straightforward today, that blog is, is my business. It wasn't exactly straightforward, but the Suitcase Entrepreneur brand lives because I live and breathe it myself. And I really was keen to find out if you could create freedom in business and adventure in life. So that's, as you pointed out, my entire mission. And that's what the business now is and, and my life. You've been working on this for a while. All of these things you just talked about, that didn't happen overnight. So for the listener who's you know maybe just starting that podcast or that blog, what encouragement do you have for them? Very good point. In fact, this is year four. This is the month of the fourth year anniversary. I'm really excited. I'm going to be putting out a post on that. But my biggest piece of advice is just to believe in yourself, even on the days when you really don't know why the heck you're doing what you're doing or who are you to be doing what you're doing. For me, I really wish I just had more belief in my idea or my abilities and capabilities from the get-go. I mean, I do. But at the time, it's really scary starting anything. And the more you can believe in yourself, because nobody else is going to give you permission, as I'm sure Seth Godin, your wonderful guest, talked about. So just giving yourself permission to go and rock it. Natalie, you travel a lot, and I love that about you. So let's talk a little bit about that. What places have you traveled? And if you had to pick a top three, what are places everybody should try to check out? My top three, Spain. I mean, I just love Spain. I think they've got a really great thing going on. They've got a good balance between work and life. They put family and relationships and fun kind of before anything. And I think they have a very good lifestyle there. Plus, I love the language. It's just sexy. And I love tapas and all those good things like sangria. Spain is one of my favorites. Uh, Brazil also, just for different reasons, actually. Incredible country, amazing energy of the people, and a lot of depth, I think, there's to their country and their culture. They're becoming a superpower, and I think they've just gone through so much. It's kind of an interesting time to head there and travel there and just experience it. And they have a lot of passion, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And the third one is usually, um, for me, it's Laos, uh, right there in Southeast Asia. I just think it was such a beautiful, calm, 
spirited country and they don't have much, but they seem very happy with what they have. And there's a lot to be learned from that. Plus, I adore being by the water and the Mekong River runs through the entire country. So there's just a sense of calm and peace, but energy that you get from that. It was totally different and I just love it as a country. So Natalie, you mentioned that you, know, you were stationed in Canada where you're coming up with that app and then you ended mm-hmm. up becoming moving the suitcase entrepreneur. What was the transition there? I mean, how did you get from being that stationary role into doing what you're doing now? I think I worked really hard with no money to just build a community for about six months and mm-hmm. launch a workshop while I was there. So I had a really decent network after being there for a couple of years. And that workshop was the thing that I then took on the road. I ran it three times. It was sellout success. I made more money in a month than I had in six. And then I was like, right, well, now that I know that that works, I think I'll turn it into an online program and I'll just go traveling the world, which was rather a silly idea at the time because I had this incredible network. I just run it. I could have done more. And instead, I decided to try and launch my first ever program from the road in LA and then Buenos Aires and Argentina, which I don't always recommend because it was ridiculously difficult and challenging. But <laughs> uh-huh. it kind of set the set the scene for how I've done everything from then on. Like every time I've sort of established myself somewhere, I tend to move which some people might think is strange, but I think the challenge keeps it fresh and it forces me to be better at what I do because I'm having to deal with all the other factors of just living in different countries and figuring out where you are in a new city or, or location. Yeah, what was that workshop? It was called the Social Media Bootcamp and it was for entrepreneurs. Okay. So it was everything I'd learned about building our business online through social media. And at the time, there weren't many social media mavens or experts. Mm-hmm. I don't really like all those words, but I basically just took everything I knew and applied it to what entrepreneurs would need to know. And it went down really, really well. And then I turned it to an online program. When you're traveling, like what's the what's the coolest story that has happened as a result of living this suitcase entrepreneur lifestyle? Oh, the coolest story? I just feel like every day is a new interaction for awesomeness. Like take, for example, being here in Japan, I ran a workshop here. Six people came to it, which was super cool. Two traveled from China and they've all just been really neat people. But one lady in particular after it connected me up with all these TEDx organizers here, audio specialists so I can do my audio book. I've now managed to get sponsorship of Scotty Vest for this cool travel jacket and just all the stuff that comes out of being open to meeting people and having conversations and letting them into your life and also learning more about them. I feel like I, there's a book in that. All the randomly weird connections of people I've met on Twitter and stayed uh-huh. with or on trains and planes and just how they kind of come back into your life and how you end up helping them or they help you. It's You can't even put a value on that. It's, it's invaluable and it's crazy. Natalie, you're very very big on having a virtual team mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that because I'm learning real fast. I can't do everything myself. <laughs> Where do you get your team members from and then how do you select them? So I love using something called Odesk. So I'm sure you've heard of online desk or it's a huge community of freelancers. That's probably been my most successful tool for just hiring contractors, testing people out, looking through skill sets that I need and the reviews that people are getting on there and then hiring and being able to just grab them for a contract or longer term. That is pretty awesome when I'm looking for specific skills. And I would have to say that most of the people who've come to work for me and my team have actually been through referrals or through my community, which is even better, right? Because they already buy into what you're doing. They love what you do. They want to support you and they know what you're doing. I've had, for example, Cher, who was my chief happiness officer for 18 months or so. She found me when she went to buy one of my products and realized that I was just struggling with the enormity of what I tried to do. It was a sponsorship and scholarship, I should say. And I had 120 influencers involved and I was just struggling. And she reached out and said, can I help? And I was like, awesome. So it's generally been through referrals of people who are like, you know, I have a video editor, I guess I have a podcast editor, I've got a great VA. And actually right now I'm looking for a a great VA. It's always just putting it out there and then also using things like Odesk, which is pretty neat. I mean, there's tons of places, but I keep coming back to that one because it's the most credible.
Natalie, how do you manage all these different projects and then having virtual team members working on that? Do you have some kind of project management tool to use? What do you recommend? I've got a pretty good system now. So I adore Asana, ASANA. Uh-huh. Yep. I don't know if you're using it, but I love it and it's free. And so I now use a combination of Asana for everything, like every project, every task, and then assigning it to myself or to team members and we make it project-based. And we use that in conjunction with Google Drive for the standard operating procedures and the ongoing documents, the living, breathing documents that and well, Google everything really and Dropbox. Mm-hmm. So Asana, Google Drive and Dropbox are kind of the three key tools. Natalie, on your website, you mentioned that by 2020, you want to start a movement of 100,000 people who start their own freedom-based online business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I think I've already started the movement. and <laughs> It's a little bit hard to track and make mm-hmm. tangible, but essentially, I just want this to become more mainstream for people. I don't want people to hear what I do and, oh, you live in a suitcase and you travel the world and you run a business that you love. I don't want that to be like, a, oh, how surprising. How on earth do you do that? Oh my goodness. I want it to be a more cool. Yeah, I have friends who are doing that. There's more more people starting their businesses and running them from wherever they see fit and more importantly living a really awesome lifestyle like I think we still have it wrong we still live in a very traditional landscape we still work set hours we don't tend to take our own weekends when we feel like it and just make it a Tuesday or a Wednesday and we also feel very bound to offices and traditions and being around for clients and things and I just kind of want everybody to challenge that completely and say life is short and so build a business that you love that fits around your lifestyle so the more people who can jump on board with that and spread the word. It doesn't even become really my movement. It's just a movement towards creating more freedom. You know, you and I were talking just prior to this interview as we started and you said, oh, a crazy day and I got to talk to all these amazing people. It's interesting. You're, you're traveling around and you're enjoying that travel, but you're also very committed and very focused and doing a lot of stuff for your business at the same time. So that's an interesting balance. What advice do you have for that person who wants to live the suitcase entrepreneur lifestyle, but they're just starting out? You know, you've just made a really good point there. I think the key to freedom, which I didn't realize for such a long time as a free-spirited person, is discipline, ironically. So the more disciplined and focused you are, which sounds boring right but it's actually pretty cool <laughs> gives you tons of freedom my advice to whoever is starting out on this is one of my things I love to talk about most is just have a really clear vision for what you want out of business and life and I find I ask people what's your ideal day look like and they can't even begin to describe to me what their best day ever would look like if they were given absolute free reign and the same thing with like you know what's your vision in three years where do you want to be I know that's annoying when people ask you that in an interview but have a vision for what you want to achieve in life and you'll get there so much more quickly and you'll have an incredible journey along the way. Otherwise, you're just going with the fate of whoever and kind of just allowing your life to be led by circumstances and chance and other people. And I think it's far cooler to have a really clear idea of what you'd love to be spending your time doing and how you're making an impact and the people who are in your life and the relationships that you have and the work that you're doing. Natalie, do you find that your target market is, does it also include people that can't just get up and travel because they have family responsibilities or other things like that? Yeah, for sure. Actually, I had somebody on my podcast the other day saying, why don't you talk more about families and people who are traveling with kids? And I'm like, oh, great point, because that's not part of my world. So I've actually just done a couple of interviews recently with people who were case studies in my book because I really tried in my suitcase entrepreneur book to show a variety of different people who maybe didn't want to travel the world but had families or partners or dogs and they just wanted more freedoms. It's totally doable. Once again, it just comes back to do you want to do this? Do you want to travel the world and take your family with you? For most people, I don't actually think they do want to travel the world. I think they just want to have the ability to take off if they could when they wanted and to work wherever they want, when they want, with whom they want. People that you deal with, do you find yourself working with people who are all about 
balance living that suitcase entrepreneur lifestyle or do you are you splitting it back and forth between the two in general i'm attracting people who are open to it right because i don't think i'd want to work with somebody who was like i had to convince them why it was a good thing that's not the person i want to work with and they're definitely probably not the right client for me um so generally i've got people who are inspired by what i'm doing and want to see more of themselves in the position that i'm in not necessarily wanting to live in a suitcase which i'm pretty sure most people don't want to do yeah it's definitely you attract a like attracts like i look at other people online their brands and you know if you want to be a spiritual person you'd go to that person if you wanted to be a megastar in this you do that if you wanted to be a facebook guru great and i think i definitely attract a pretty cool crowd of people who are just open-minded and willing to make change and get active and commit to doing some pretty cool things and eat at robot restaurants and eat at robot restaurants <laughs> So Natalie, what's one of the biggest mistakes you've made? biggest mistakes probably not actually delegating soon enough with my business like what you were just talking about before Jared just thinking you're superwoman or superman and um, that you can do everything and then having this thing about well I'm giving over control all these weird things that I get that we do but it just doesn't really serve a purpose because all of that is taking away from your energy to focus on the stuff that you're amazing at I'm not saying it's an easy road and even right now as I said I'm hunting for a new team member but having a team just allows you to be so much better at what you should be naturally doing and I wish I'd done that sooner because it's not half as expensive as you think and it just makes your life so much better. I think there's a lot of people that struggle with that. They think, oh man, I want to delegate, but isn't it expensive to have all these team members? And I don't know that I necessarily have the ability to do that. So it's encouraging to hear that you say that it's actually not as expensive as people think. Yeah, it's not actually. You can get like full-time virtual assistant for US $400 a month. And if you think Mm -hmm. about your hourly rate being 20 or 40 or even $50, you've already made a saving on the time that you're going to save by them taking over some of that work. And sure, there's that initial handover, but the better your systems in your business and the more you write down exactly what you're doing for each task or you video each task or you just call them on the phone and record it, it sort of takes away from that time that you need to train that person and hand over. And before you know it, they'll be up and running and probably saving you a ton more. So yeah, it can be definitely very affordable. And as you go and as you start to make more money, your team will help you make more money. You can invest in better people with more skill and then it just kind of goes from there. Natalie, you have a great reputation online. It just seems like everybody and their mom knows you. Not only knows you, but they love you. Uh, so congrats on I'm that. I'm paying them a lot of part, money, you know. Yeah, clearly, because you're attending events like Tropical Think Tank and, and uh, speaking of the podcast movement. But you, you've accomplished so much is what I'm getting at. You've done a lot of really awesome things. And so I'm curious, what is one thing that you're most proud of? Being in business for four years, quite honestly, I was going to say cycling down Africa because that was a pretty mean challenge and event, but I'm celebrating this four-year anniversary this month. And sometimes you just have to sit back and take stock and celebrate. Like, it's no mean feat to start a business. It's certainly no mean feat to start a business and travel the world. Like, it has been truly challenging at times, and I probably make it seem easier than it is. And so I was just, like, sitting back today going, yeah, you know what? You did it, and it's awesome, and congratulations, because I don't think we do that enough. We're constantly chasing the next thing or the next goal and I have a lot of aspirations but just to just to run a business and to make an impact obviously to make a profit but to make an impact on so many people's lives it's really touching to hear that I'm supposedly well known and hopefully people like me and more importantly that I've made a difference or help them to you know make a change in their life and and I gotta tell you in my circles too I mean yeah exactly everybody knows who you are and everybody absolutely loves you and they talk about you all the time it's a real pleasure to talk with you so this is one question I always ask at the end of uh, my podcast the define success podcast is two parts and the first part is to define success i'd say to define success it 
living a life on your own terms. That is success to me. It's not how much money you have. It's not how many friends. It's that you are living life on your own terms because when you are, all those things will be part of it. You'll feel successful personally and professionally and maybe even spiritually. Not a massively spiritual person, but it's all about living life on your own terms. And when you feel the freedom that you're doing that, then I think you're successful. Oh, that's a great answer. And the second part of that question is, do you consider yourself to be successful? Why or why not? I consider myself to be successful in the areas that I've deemed myself to get really good at and master. And then there's so many ways that I'm still a student and learning from everybody that I interact with. I think that's one thing I love about travel. It keeps you very humble and it makes you realize you're just one tiny little being on this planet and that there's a lot to learn. So I think there's a lot more success to be had and a lot more things for me to learn and be able to share. Natalie, you mean you haven't conquered the world? (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, man. (laughs) Come and see. Who is doing something that interests you? I really like Sally Hogshead over at How to Fascinate. It's fascinating. No, I just really love that she's put this framework together of 49 different personality types related to your brand. And I don't know if you've done her How to Fascinate test, but I just think it's really cool. And it's a framework that I'm wanting to adopt or look at or model for a future three-year plan that I have around a freedom framework. I love what she's doing and I think she's done a really great job of once again making an impact but building this super cool framework that people can put themselves into and get a lot more depth from and understanding. And Natalie, uh, it's been a real pleasure to chat with you today. So how can those listeners out there listening today, how can they connect with you online? Um, They can come across to suitcaseentrepreneur.com. It'd be awesome to have them there. I have a podcast myself. I have weekly videos, but they can come across and say hello. I'm all over social media, as you probably noted. So Mm -hmm. Suitcase Entrepreneur Facebook and at Natalie Sisson on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, even if they just want to reach out there, it'd be great to know that they've heard this podcast. Say hello. Do you get people to tag themselves in that and say, hey, I was listening to the show with you guys while I was out running? Because I've just started doing that on mine and it's really fun. So maybe people can tag at Natalie Sisson saying, I listened to you on Start the Doubts here. Absolutely. <laughs> Natalie, thank you. Uh, Zeb and I obviously appreciate your time. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, one of my favorite quotes, which I apparently have been saying wrong all these years is the Yoda quote. I used to say there is no try, there is only do or do not. But apparently it's do, there is no try. Do or do not, there is no try. So I can't even say it now. But anyway, that <laughs> quote has just driven me all the time. So when I'm when I'm feeling like, oh, I can't do this, or I'm just having one of those moments, I just love it. It's so clear cut to the point, just do it. So that's my piece of advice for everybody out there who's sitting on a perfectionism or waiting to launch something, just do it. And Natalie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you to Zeb. And of course, Natalie, best wishes to you and your travels and your business. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. It's been a blast. So I love using something called Odesk, so I'm sure you've heard of Online Desk or it's a huge community of freelancers. That's probably been my most successful tool for just hiring contractors, testing people out, looking through skill sets that I need and the reviews that people are getting on there. 